This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my beautiful, talented, gifted, loving co-host and producer Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How you doing today? I am invulnerable. Invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. There's strength in my vulnerability, mm-hmm. so therefore I'm invincible. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Put the invincible with the vulnerability, which vulnerability is actually incredibly powerful and courageous. Yes. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Brene Brown. I am. Yes. And she talks about how the ability to be vulnerable yes. is one of the great gifts that we have mm-hmm. and how there's a lot of fear associated with that because <laughs> when you're vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there. Yep. You're leaving yourself open to be wounded, mm-hmm. but you're also leaving yourself open to be loved. You're leaving yourself open to be supported. And we really can't get to those deeper levels of communication and connection without being more vulnerable. Mm. So I love that word. I just want to give a special shout that out to that why one. why I went there. It was very, very nice. Thank I like you. it. I like it a lot. We've gotten a lot of love and that's why I feel this way. Yeah. You know, at first I was nervous about doing this awesome show with you and you welcomed me in yeah. and the love has flowed from being open to that. And you deserve it. Give it. Absolutely. I receive it. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the show today. We've got a great, mm. excellent show lined up for you guys. And we're talking about a really important topic, something that. You know, this is the Model Health Show, so we've got to talk about fitness as well, you know. We know that we do a lot of uh, shows dedicated to nutrition because it's one of the biggest players in this whole equation of having the body and health that we want and Mm -hmm. something that's very skewed in our society. Whereas fitness and exercise is more of a lower-hanging fruit. People get that that's something that's important. So, But we also want to talk about what's most important within that, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just throwing out cookie-cutter stuff. And what really prompted this show today is... You know, me being on Instagram now, I'm on the gram, (laughs) holler at me, I'm at Sean Model, at S-H-A-W-N-M-O-D-E-L on Mm -hmm. Instagram, and I know I'm late to the game there, but Yeah, but you're representing well. Yeah, it's doing great. I know a lot of people are connected with me there, giving a lot of value, and I would say my Instagram page is pretty 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 dope. It's pretty dope. You got it. And so definitely check me out there, but since I've been on Instagram and seeing what the kind of the big deal is, and I remember even before getting on it, so this was years ago Mm -hmm. when my son and my daughter were on Instagram, (laughs) and I was like, I'm never going to get on that. You know, just like Facebook. I said I was never going to do Facebook. (laughs) And so here I am, and this is actually the platform I actually love the most. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. But being able to kind of see what's going on there, I see that there's tons of fitness professionals on Instagram. And something that's attractive or something a lot of people do are these kind of flashy uh, variations or just really crazy workouts oh and goodness, all kinds yes. of, yeah, just different stuff that you might not have seen before. Jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some incredible feats of strength yeah. and agility and flexibility, but at the same time, you know, saying like, hey, try this move, you know, when in reality, it's not that complicated. You know, and so I want to really get back to basics today. And today we're going to be talking about the only five exercises that you're going to need to create an amazing physique. Okay. What if there was only five, just five (laughs) exercises that Mm. you could do and have an incredible body that you love? I would sign up right away. And that's really (laughs) where it is. These five exercises are the key and all the other stuff that's kind of on the 
periphery. You know, that's out on the fringe edges of this whole game. If you're not doing these five exercises, you're missing out on some huge potential gains in your fitness, your physique, and your health overall. Okay. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, let's give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Onnit.com. Show some love. They've been supporting this show for a very long time and helping to really get this show out to you guys. So head over there, check them out, support them, and support your health and wellness by heading to onnit.com forward slash model, and you're going to get 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements as well. I'm a huge fan of them. I love their products. That's why I represent them. I hope you guys know this by now that I'm not going to stand behind anything that I don't fully love and appreciate and use myself. That's the key. So you guys should know by now I'm a huge fan of the Hemp Force Protein, the Shroom Tech Sports, Shroom Tech Immune, but something I don't talk about often is the krill oil, the Onnit krill oil. And so what is krill? Krill is basically like a microscopic shrimp. Right. And so if you've got ethical like issues shrimp. with fish oil, <laughs> krill might be more on your radar. But mm-hmm. the bottom line and why it's so important is that we need to get our omega three fatty acids in our world today because our environment is constructed in such a way that it's pretty easy to become deficient in this stuff, you know, based on our lack of sunlight, our lack of high quality food sources, our lack of just overall exposure to things that are advantageous to our health, mm-hmm. you know, the stress that we're kind of presented with in our world today just basically we're swimming around in wi-fi now you know (laughs) and all this stuff is it's an added stressor you know and it's zapping our body of these critical things because omega-3s are anti-inflammatory they're the anti-inflammatory fatty acids whereas the omega-6 fatty acids are the more pro-inflammatory fatty acids they're important but now in our world today it's a bit too much because there are more ratios a higher ratio of omega-6 in our food. So in particular, conventionally raised cattle and things like that that people are consuming on a a daily basis or a semi-regular basis at least. And we're just getting more of that into our tissues. And we need these omega-3 fatty acids to build our cell membranes for nerve conduction in our body, just for our brain to be able to communicate with our toes. You know, and by the way, I bet you just thought about your toes, didn't you? That's right, power of the mind, the power of influence. (laughs) But this is how important it is because for that message to get communicated, omega-3 fatty acids are critical in the construction of your cell membranes and your nerve cells, period. So what are they exactly? The omega-3s? Yes. So we have essential proteins, mm-hmm. right? So uh, essential amino acids are what they're called. We also have essential glyconutrients. Mm-hmm. So the essential sugars, a lot of people don't know about that, but essential, these are essential fatty acids. These are things that the human body cannot create themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but needs. Yes. So this is something you have to get from an outside source. Like some animals, for example, can produce their own endogenous vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Humans can't. This is something we need. It's an essential vitamin we need to get, you know, from external sources. Makes sense. You know, same thing with the essential fatty acids. These are things that we have to get from our nutrition. That makes sense. So this is why it's so important. And krill, another huge point about this is huge. It's going to be huge. (laughs) It's not small potatoes, guys. We're going to build a wall. So this is really important. Listen, is that it has something called astaxanthin. Mm -hmm. This is a very powerful antioxidant that basically helps the omega-3 because omega-3 fatty acids are heat and light sensitive. You know, they can go rancid very quickly. This is a problem with a lot of fish oils out there. But astaxanthin content being higher in krill helps it from going off or going rancid Mm -hmm. and keeps it stable. So even though it might be less of the DHA or EPA, but it actually is really high in DHA, which is one of the main things you need, 
as compared to fish oil, you're probably going to be able to assimilate more Great. because it's still there and it's viable. So is that a daily? What I do? And this is, I use this almost daily, probably five days out of the week. I'll go ahead and throw a couple of uh, krill oil capsules in along with my breakfast. So, but head over there, check them out. Check it out. Great stuff. Adding it to my menu. Onit.com forward slash model for 10% off the krill oil and all the other supplements. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for supporting them, for supporting the show. And now let's go ahead and talk about the iTunes review of the week. I am grateful for on it as well. So when you say you love it, I love them too. I love everything I've discovered from all of the products that I've used. So it's mutual. All right. So this one comes from uh, Larissa C. It's five stars. It says, pushes me, us to be better. I came across Sean's message when he was a guest on Hal Elrod's podcast and was so moved by how he overcame his health struggles early on. What also struck me was how similar his health situation was to my own boyfriend. And so I was quick to make him listen. What a great decision. Now, about six months later, my boyfriend, who was also named Sean, and I are faithful listeners and are taking many steps together to become happier, healthier and more productive. We eat better. We exercise harder together and we are more supportive of each other in our fitness journeys. It was a boost we needed to take our partnership to a new level, and I am so thankful that Sean and Jade provide such a positive message that has inspired us to be better. Cannot wait to hear more. Oh, man, I love that, guys. Thank you so much for that, and big shout-out to you guys. Mm -hmm. And thanks for making me a part of your lives. And he has a fantastic name, <laughs> by the way. S-C-A-N, we'll uh, hey, also add, but we, yes. We still pronounce it the same way. The we're, way right? we're two peas in a pod, bro. <laughs> yes, so thank are. you guys so much. And everybody, thanks for leaving the reviews on iTunes. We truly do appreciate it. So now let's go ahead and dive into our topic of the day. Today, we're going to be talking about the only five exercises that you need to master to create an amazing body. Only but again, five. The key word here is master, okay, mastery, gotcha, gotcha, all right? Gotcha. If you can't do these five things, <laughs> we don't need to talk about anything else, any other fancy exercises mm-hmm. or or even adding load, even adding resistance to your lifts. You know, and we recently had on Mike Dolce and we talked a little bit about this, about being able to master your body mm-hmm. first before you go outside of that and start adding resistance. And I often even like to say mastering your body first before you try to master someone else's body, right? you know, whatever context that could mean, you know, like in helping somebody else Mm -hmm. to train or, you know, getting it on, you know, whatever it may be, mastering your own body, (laughs) being able to move your own body is going to be helpful in so many different aspects in our life. And this is, again, this is something that we've gotten away from because of the way that our society is structured. You know, we spend a lot of time sitting in chairs, watching a bright, shiny box, Mm -hmm. you know, with programming mm-hmm. right and you know a lot of you know we've moved from being really kind of energy intensive uh, manual workers to being knowledge workers you know so there's not a lot entailed in for a lot of us in daily physical exertion you know and we go to exercisers to the gym to kind of simulate what might have happened in our evolution uh, yeah that you know it's like naturally. a big simulated course of life <laughs> basically right <laughs> test tube baby so It's really important to understand that. And this is why it's so critical to get back to basics Mm -hmm. and get back to what's most important, which is being able to move your own body in space. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. And by the way, at the end of the show, I'm going to share with you guys some important benchmarks that you need to target to hit with these five things. 
okay? To know where you are, you know, to say, at this point, I've got this thing handled. If you don't have it handled, I need to work on okay. this to hit this point to know that I'm physically fit for where I am in my life, all right? So Love first it. thing of the only five exercises you need to master to create an amazing body, number one is the squat, <laughs> a.k.a. the squat. The squat. All right, being able to do squat. squats. Hit in particular, squat. now this is really critical here. Mm-hmm. Mastering a perfect body weight squat, okay? okay? And getting down full depth, okay? So this is going to be below parallel. So when we're talking about parallel, we're talking about from your knee to the top of your hip. That, your femur, Mm -hmm. okay? That bone right there, your thigh bone, being able to dip even lower than that. Mm -hmm. Just slightly. Drop the bottom on it. And if you can't perform body weight exercises right now, well, in particular, how many? I mean, a body we weight squat. One. No, a lot of people, we can't even do that. Okay. You know, and I'm talking about with perfect form. This is something you need to work on before heading over to the leg press machine. Right. Or before doing some fancy jump squats. Okay. If you can't do a full, perfect body weight mm-hmm. squat, that's what you need to work on. Just spend some time dedicated to that. And something that can be really helpful in this is working on just getting into a resting squat. And we've talked about this a couple of times on the show. I actually did a really great post about this. Got just crazy amount of shares. I want to say thousands. Thousands. (laughs) But um, this resting squat and the article is basically talking about the fact that squatting is to be human. Right. So this is important for even part of being human is using the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So taking a number two. Right. Right. If you can't get into a full resting squat, you wouldn't be able to have survived you know, in our evolution. But today we've been, again, conditioned to sit on a throne. You know, it's a game of thrones now. (laughs) And it's really kind of messed up our ability to poop properly. Mm -hmm. So that's just one facet, but also just being able to get into the resting squat because it's a natural resting human position. And so what I would recommend is spending some time each day and working on getting yourself into a resting squat for at least one minute, twice a day. And just kind of hanging out there. If you can't do that right now, because for a lot of people, it's the ankle tightness involved or stuff with the knees, but to use some support. So maybe there's a a bar at the gym that you can hold on to and get your feet in the right position and and squat yourself down. And that's what I did, for example, with uh, a good friend of mine who's also a client. And man, I just really love this guy. I've been talking about him. I've learned so much from him. You know, it's really interesting how you give so much to somebody, but they also return that, you know, and he's one of those people. So 81 years old, can. you know, and he can get down into a resting squat, but he does need a little bit of support, you know, and he can hang out there for a couple of minutes. When he first got to me, no way, Not Jose, happening. like yeah. it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And so working on getting yourself into a resting squat. This is one that I've always wondered about the feet positioning. How far apart should your feet be, you know, for that mm-hmm. perfected form? And then do your heels need to Stay flat on the ground as well. When you're doing the resting squat? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know can, yes. Your you feet need I mean? to be flat on the floor. Yeah, I and mean, this is the thing. Because I've seen you. When you, put ha, on ha, heels, you know me. when you put on heels, <laughs> you can do it easier, right? Because those heels are I'm elevated. Heel, yes, all day. So, yes, your feet need to be flat on the floor. Okay. All right. And how far apart? That's a great question. That's the kind of stuff That's why that I'm people want to know, here. right? And the right answer is whatever works for your body. Okay, because we're all kind of wired up differently. Mm-hmm. You know, ideally, it's going to be just outside shoulder length, you know, but even when you're doing your full body weight squats or even barbell squats, you've got to get your feet set in the right position for your unique makeup. Okay. You know, so 
a lot of coaches will say that you you know you need to be in a very specific place the toes need to be slightly pointed out or right. pointed in whatever the case may be it really depends on your makeup and what your body is going to how it's going to be able to function to get the job done mm-hmm. you know of course there are some baseline ideals that you kind of want to shoot towards but the reality is you know we're wired up differently literally from childhood like the type of shoes you were wearing when you were a kid are going to do influence how your body is structured today. Oh, wow. You know, so just understand that. Be easy mm-hmm. on yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up if you can't do it exactly how somebody else says you're supposed to do it. You've got to be able to do it for yourself. Sure. All right. So our goal is to get your buns down right. lower <laughs> than your knees. Mm-hmm. All right. Full depth. And just work on that. You know, don't go get on the leg press. Don't go get on the different equipment and right. do all this other fancy stuff until you can do that. You need to be able to do a full body weight squat. I can appreciate that. Now, what about the tightness in the ankles and the calves? Then? Mobility work. How does that, you know, how do you address it? So we've had on the amazing Dr. Kelly Starrett. Yes. Right. And so we'll put a link to his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. He's got instructional videos and he calls it Mobility Wad. So the mobility workout of the day, going through all of this stuff, whether it's shoulder issues, knee issues. And one of the important takeaways I want everybody to get today, because some people, even when we get into not just doing bodyweight squats, but doing heavy back squats, they're like, you know, I can't squat because of my knees, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I can't squat, say, 135 pounds, but then they can go to the leg press machine and put 600 pounds on there. That's me. Right? Yeah. So there's something <laughs> wrong here, uh-huh. okay? <laughs> and for some people to say it's because of my knees, right, and what it really is, the squats aren't hurting your knees, it's how you're squatting that's hurting your knees. You need to change the way that you're squatting. Got it. Okay, so obviously because this is a podcast and not an instructional video, this is something that I would encourage you to get somebody, you know, uh, as Ben Greenfield would say, boots on the ground Mm -hmm. right there with you to kind of walk you through and make sure that you're doing this stuff right. And also, but you need to go there with ownership. Just like if you go see a physician, Mm -hmm. you need to take ownership of your own body and know, don't put limits on yourself per se, but know how your body functions best, you know? And this is just taking some kind of self-application and monitoring yourself and seeing how you can do these things, so. Well, I, well you gave us that because now we have a benchmark to you use yeah. as a guide. Let's go ahead and dive in deeper here with the squat. Deeper, get it? A deeper That's squat. That's right, drop it like it's hard. Drop the bottom out it. All right, so <laughs> let's see. All right, so number one, this is why it's so important. This is a multi-joint exercise. But this also recruits and requires a lot of muscular potential from different areas versus doing some bicep curls. You know, so if you're doing a curl, right, you're working really one major muscle group. It's not really even a major muscle group, but one muscle group, you know, the biceps. So there's two major heads, tricep, three major heads, but it's still just kind of one small muscle. Mm. This muscle here, compare it to the quads you know, in your thighs, it's like, it's dwarfing it Mm -hmm. and it's muscular potential. And also muscle is your body's fat burning machinery. Love them. Please understand that muscle is your body's fat burning machinery. So the more muscle you have on your frame, the more fat you're going to be burning. They work for you. So you want to spend more time developing those quads than your bicep. But so here's the muscles that we're going to be hitting with the squats. Primarily the quadriceps, the hamstrings, glutes, your gluteus maximus, gluteus minimus, <laughs> and the muscles that also make up your calves as well. And there's a lot of other stabilizer muscles, even with your core, even with, you know, just your upper body, your upper back. Okay. There's a lot of other things that are incorporated into doing a great squat. Now, like I mentioned, we want to work on doing a full squat, body weight squat 
with perfection. Now, here's some of the other reasons why this is one of the only five exercises you need to build an amazing body. The Journal of Applied Physiology showed that squats and we're talking about in the context of high intensity resistance exercise, being a high intensity resistance exercise resulted in elevated post-exercise testosterone concentrations. Okay, so you're going to get a a nice bang for your buck with producing more testosterone, which is related to so many different facets of health and longevity. Okay, the T is important. Okay. I have a question on squats. Mm -hmm. What do you do with your hands? So I've seen people... (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, really, I've seen people do uh, do them. What with about their hands these out. things? They're what just waving around. You know, do I hold them up over my shoulders, yeah. on my shoulders, on my hips? That's just a comfort? preference thing. Okay. You know, I mean, you can do what's called prisoner squats, where you got your fingertips behind your ears, yeah. but you really need to make sure you keep your elbows pulled back. What are the right? freedom ones? What are the freedom squats? <laughs> <laughs> or you can, you know, when you squat down, I really like to do the ones where you know you squat down your hands come up in front of you simultaneously kind of like yep. you're doing a front raise mm-hmm. you can keep your arms out to the side you know whatever whatever floats your boat with right. that right you know but those are kind of it's the kind of awkward when you're focusing on those big yeah big i think there. as a counterbalance it's really advantageous for people especially starting out to do the squats that i prefer the bodyweight squats where your hands come up in front of you when you squat down that makes sense all right so Another study published in the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science and Sports looked at testosterone and growth hormone response in two different groups of exercisers. Group A worked the upper body only and group B upper body and lower body. The results said that during the first training session, plasma testosterone was increased significantly in group B, which did upper and lower body, but not in group A. And the same held true for growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's right there in black and white. We want to focus more on working on our lower body than doing more curls, all right? Especially if you want to have a great physique. So this is where you get the real leverage is the hormonal response that you're going to get from doing squats. And many of these squat studies are actually utilizing jump squats, okay? And so this is a body weight squat with a jump implement, you know? So you're doing a full squat, then you're going into an explosive jump and then you're landing with soft knees and going back into the squat. Again, if you can't do a bodyweight squat perfectly in the first place, then we don't want to jump and do a messed up squat, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to create mechanical problems doing that. But that's bringing that level of intensity to it. So this is where we can get into the variance. So I'm not saying that these five exercises should literally be the only thing you ever do, but these are the only five things you need, okay? But you can build on top of that. And so the big one here is adding on the resistance via a back squat. Okay, that's kind of like the mother or fascia of <laughs> exercises is doing heavy back squats. As far as the hormonal response that you get from growth hormone, testosterone, and things like that. So the moral of the story here is don't skip leg day. That's number one. Never skip leg day. day Friends don't let friends skip leg day. (laughs) Is that Monday? (laughs) (laughs) Generally, that's what, because Monday is generally national chest day for a lot of people (laughs) at the gym. Benches are all taken. So I'm over there in the squat rack. (laughs) But yeah, so don't skip leg day. But more so, we have to really open this up. Take the time to master your body weight squats. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about the benchmarks and metrics for where you want to hit with that before we start adding in resistance. But when you do add in resistance, we want to go for full-on result instead of just kind of messing around. So we don't want to squat with little Tinkerbell weights, okay. you know, little pink one-pounders, <laughs> all right? You're not really doing much with that. 
versus, especially if you got that good form down, doing some heavy back squats. So you, you know? go from form to full on. Yeah, we start. I mean, of course, you get good with the around. with the bar on your yeah. back gotcha. and adding some progressive weight, mm-hmm. you know. And so something Mike Dolce talked about was the progressive loading. So each time coming in and adding a little bit mm-hmm. more, you know, because that's what like this that. is really about. More so than trying to form and shape and grow muscle, it's really about how do we train your metabolism and doing exercises like the squat increases your overall metabolism because of the hormonal benefits you're going to get from it. All right. So some variations let's talk about that you can look to. So we already talked about the back squats. There's box squats. You could do squats with bands. You could do squats with chains, right? Two chains. You can put two (laughs) chains on your barbell. And what that does. And so, by the way, I mean, it looks cool. Right. right, working out, got chains hanging down that. from there. Right, it's got the sweat coming down, <laughs> grunting, the whole thing. It's a great That's photo op, sexy right? On some, but <laughs> here's what's really going on. So, training with chains or bands plays on a concept that's called accommodating resistance. Okay, accommodating resistance, and quite simply, this basically unloads the weight at the weakest portion of the lift. So, at the bottom is the weakest portion of the squat. When you get higher and you get the momentum going, it gets easier. So because of chains, when you go down and they're hitting the floor, the weight is coming off of the chains when you go down. As you go up, the chains are going to get heavier. You're getting more of that Ah, load as you stand back up again. That's clever. And so that's really what it does is it's uh, utilizing accommodating resistance. And you could do the same thing with resistance bands as well. So then we've got jump squats. We've got single leg squats, a.k.a. pistol squats. Pistola squats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got pistol squats. And then you can also change the speed at which you're doing the squats. You could change the duration that you're doing the squats. So maybe you're um, getting more time under tension, a.k.a. tut. Okay, maybe you're upping your tut. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the squats for a longer period of time, slower repetitions. Those are really tough. If you do a bodyweight squat, just one, and take 60 seconds to do it. You know, I mean, my goodness. You could change... And play around with the sets and reps, but the bottom line is getting masterful with your own body weight squat and playing with these different variables before you add in resistance. Okay. So you got another question? My knees. My knees. Should my knees go forward, outward? Is that also yeah. a comfort thing? Again, it's going to be based on your makeup. Got I mean, it. there are world-class squatters who their knees go out. There's mm-hmm. some who their knees go straight. Okay. Really what we want to look at here is First of all, let's talk about really quickly the proper kind of induction of the squat. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, when we're doing it wrong, (laughs) right, Um, or not doing it the best way, is when you want to squat down, your knees go forward immediately. Mm. Okay, knees go first. What you really want to do is push your hips back to initiate the movement. Okay, so hips go back and your knees follow. All right, so, and also, of course, keeping a neutral spine, right, keeping your head up. Okay. And... It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. But again, getting some coaching, somebody to keep their eyes on you to do mm-hmm. this and really walk you through the process is going to be really helpful. And you were great about that. I just wanted to maybe touch on those little nuances yeah. that could come up when we're trying to go for it. Yeah. So it's going to be based on you. Because <laughs> you know somebody's doing squats right now. Right. As they're listening. <laughs> Before yeah. we get to number two. <laughs> so definitely, again, remind your body, mind your own body, you know, and remind how you're your structured. Body. But also there's certain basic implements that you want to pay attention to, you know, so with the proper form, pushing your hips back, keeping your knees from shooting way over your feet. Right. All right. Keeping a neutral spine. So if you're doing heavy back squats, 
and you're trying to muscle the weight up and you know, you maybe you're squatting 300 pounds, but it's, it is literally out of your league still. And when you're squatting, like you're literally bent over, like mm. your back is just can't be. almost parallel to the ground. That's not a good idea. That's right. not a good look, you know? So getting masterful with the body weight squat and progressively adding load while maintaining great form. That's the mm. key. All right. So that's number one on our list of the only five exercises you need to master and create an amazing body. I thought another squat question. <laughs> Go for it, right? Would you say that's not a daily, but at least three times a week? That's another great question. That's a great question. It depends, okay. you know, and that's what's going to be the answer for a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it depends on the resistance. It depends on the duration, you know, and what you're doing to the muscle fibers. There are some forms of squats or leg exercises overall that you could do something daily, you know, just by changing the resistance, changing the speed at which you do it, just changing the different variables around so that you're hitting different muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly attacking the same muscle fibers every day, you're not going to get a chance for those muscles to actually improve and heal mm-hmm. and get the result and get the benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we also need to mind part. the recovery. Yep. So something pretty safe that we can kind of talk about is, you know, every other day, you know, doing some body weight squats in conjunction with some of these other exercises we're talking about. But if you're going to do like a full-on leg day, like bodybuilding training, typical bodybuilding training, yeah, you're going to demolish those legs on one day and you're probably going to need another five, six, even seven days before you're fully ready to go back and do the same thing again. And that's on down the road, but yeah, at the basics. So let's go ahead and dive into our second of our only five (laughs) exercises you need to master in order to create an amazing body. Number two is the deadlift. The deadlift. Now, the deadlift works more muscles simultaneously than any other movement, period. This is what's important here. When we talked about earlier, again, muscles, your body's fat-burning machinery, you're going to hit the most muscles by doing the deadlift, including your glutes, quads, hamstrings, all of the muscles of your core, shoulders, traps, forearms, and the muscles in your back as well, obviously. All right? Now, the reason that this is on the list especially is that it has real-life application. Mm -hmm. This is bending down, picking stuff up, okay? So what we would be doing through our evolution is lifting heavy objects off the floor, you know, via doing it in a squat type of style or a deadlift type of style. So being able to do this really taps into something primal that your genes are expecting of you. And I want to talk about a really amazing coach, uh, Jeff Kuland. And he wrote a really fantastic article about this. And what he said is that many Americans spend an increasing amount of time sitting, leading to tight hip flexors, triggering reciprocal inhibition, and ultimately glute amnesia. Oh, no. Right? So your booty is asleep. Your booty going to sleep and robbing us of strength. Reciprocal inhibition in simple terms means if one muscle is active, the opposing muscle relaxes to get out of the way. So... What that means is, for example, if you extend your arm all the way out, mm-hmm. okay, just like lock your tricep out. So when your arm is totally extended, your tricep muscle is activated, right? Right. Now, while your arm is totally locked like mm-hmm. that, keeping that, that lock position, trying to do a bicep curl, you can do it. It's you can do it. <laughs> this other muscle, the other set of muscles on the other side of this movement is off to make room for you to extend your arm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we're turning off a lot of muscles by sitting so much and the deadlift in particular, what he was highlighting is that this can help to 
bring your booty back from its amnesia and wake it up again. I need it to remember. Okay. So (laughs) this is why this is so valuable. And also the hip hinge. So this is a, a movement for the posterior chain. All right, so your posterior chain is basically all the musculature along your backside, mm-hmm. okay? From your upper neck oh, all the wow. way okay. to your back of your heels, all right? So that's your posterior your side. If we were to look at you anatomically in a biology class, you've got an anterior side, which is your front, and your posterior side. Yes. So your whole backside, your posterior chain, there's this movement called a hip hinge, which is essentially it's a flexion and extension at the same time. And this is through the hip joint while keeping a neutral spine. And your knees are slightly flexed. So basically, this is your back is remaining neutral and your hips are shooting back as you lower your torso down, okay? So that's the hip hinge. It's an important movement that helps to counterbalance all the sitting that we do. Need that. Okay? So need that. And do our knees stay Just slightly bent. But there's many forms of deadlifts. And so here's the caveat. So on our list here, this is the only thing that I would say to very quickly progress to adding load, okay? And this is something our bodies are genetically wired up to be able to do. But you do want to work on your form with just a bar or with just, with nothing, maybe a broomstick, okay? And so really working on that good deadlifting form. What we're going to see here, like the squat, is a lot of positive hormonal benefit, okay? So not only with the squat and the deadlift are we going to be working the booty, you know, waking that booty, wake up booty, and, you know, you see a lot of stuff on Instagram too, hashtag squats and, mm-hmm. you know, people Brazilian are- Brazilian booty. Yeah, all that good stuff, right? <laughs> With the little peach emoji, right? <laughs> and so a lot of people are on to the fact that these things are going to really help to build a better backside, but really the hormonal benefit is the biggest key here. So you maintain your health and so that you start to burn fat overall by doing the exercise. And by the way, I've got to share this, over the last, we'll say six months, I've rarely done any ab work, you know, literally maybe three days in the last six months. And I still have a pretty, (laughs) well, (laughs) no, I still have pretty defined abs. Uh, Deadlifting is the key for me. You know, I feel that deadlifting, don't spend your time doing a lot of like crazy motions because also what that's doing to that inhibition we talked about earlier and what is it turning off? You know, that motion is not a good idea for your back okay. to be doing all those crunches without counterbalancing it with, with other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that in of itself, I'm not saying that doing crunches and stuff like that is bad. Right. It needs to be balanced. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there are things that are more efficient, in my opinion, for getting your flat stomach or to seeing your abs really fleshing out. And that's doing squats and doing deadlifts. I'm looking forward. Okay. To I remember that. the first time I did heavy deadlift, my abs were sore for like three days. Okay. All right. So please understand we're often looking for this holy grail in the wrong thing, you know, <laughs> like we're on our Indiana Jones game, right? right? And we're looking in the wrong tomb. Right? <laughs> ah, that's so a good one. we need to really kind of uh, step back and look at the bigger picture and to yeah. see what people are doing that actually have the results, you know? And so deadlifting bar none, I think is great for your core for okay. doing core work. All right. Now, some variations. There's the conventional deadlift. Okay, so this is where you're picking the weight up off the floor. And it's basically, it's a push first. It's like a leg press to move the weight off the floor. And then once it gets to right around your knees, you're going to use a hip drive to stand all the way up. And again, 
because it's a podcast, well, not instructional video. You can only imagine. Is there one you recommend? Is there somebody out we'll there put, who's Absolutely. Doing it well? we'll put in the show That's notes how to for. get access to the best instructional yes. videos, which is the Fat Loss Code. Oh, yeah. So if you guys are not a part of the Fat Loss Code program, what are you waiting for? Mm -hmm. This is a really thriving community. This is a program that I created. And not only do you have the most cutting edge nutrition information in the program, but also instructional videos for you to progress through, for example, being able to do pull-ups, right? A lot of people aren't able to do that. How can you go from zero pull-ups, just looking at the bar and crying, right. to doing your first pull-up, to your first five, to progressing up to where I am now, where it's around 30 pull-ups, you know? It, so Sean. being able to do something like that and starting off, you know, I think that when I start off on this journey of seeing how many I could, you know, accumulate, mm -hmm. I did nine. That was my first time out of the gate. And there are certain things that you can do, very specific exercises to encourage your body to progress to doing those first pull-ups very for. quickly. So in the Fat Loss Code program, we've got a lot of progression videos lined up for you guys. So with the squat, same thing. Mm -hmm. So definitely head over, check it out if you haven't already. Thefatlosscode.com is where you can get access to the program. And this is for my inner circle, you know. Mm -hmm. So I also do a Q&A with everybody there. So it's a really high value thing. And it's something that it's just a really smart investment to be a part of a community like that. Yeah, so head over and check it out. Very well done. You guys put together a great product there. And so squats, deadlifts, that's number two on our list of the only five exercises you need to master to have an amazing physique. And first, we can't mention without the variation. So you've got the standard <laughs> conventional deadlift. We've got the bands. You can add bands to your deadlift. We've got the sumo deadlift. Okay, you can do a sumo deadlift. Single leg deadlifts, which I think are fantastic exercises for really helping to address muscular imbalances. It was really helpful for me having kind of um, SI joint dysfunction, right. you know, and really healing that uh, condition. And Romanian deadlifts. And this is where you really focus more on the eccentric portion of the exercise because the eccentric portion is kind of the putting down of the weight and the concentric portion is more of the doing it, you know, like you're actually moving the weight. All right. I hope this sounded appropriate. Doing it and doing it and doing, doing it well. well. Yeah, LL. Cool. So the concentric and eccentric portion. So the eccentric portion doesn't get a lot of love oftentimes. So that's the benefit of doing the Romanian deadlift. This is also AKA straight leg deadlift where your knees are still actually slightly bent. You're keeping a soft knee, but you're not taking the weight up off the floor. Okay, so you're just going down and coming back up without the weight touching the floor and you're starting over, right? <laughs> so those are some variations for the deadlift. Let's move on to the third on our list of the only five exercises you need to master in order to have an amazing body. Master them. The third exercise, and this can be considered the heart of all strength exercises. The one most people think about is the push-up, okay? <laughs> the Powerball. It's the push-up. This is the one that kids all over the world have been doing when they see their superhero or heroine on television and they want to get strong, they're doing push-ups. Yes. So this is something critical that you need to master. Before you go over to the flat bench and start trying to bang out massive plates of weight, can you do full push-ups with your own body weight? Right. Masterfully. This is important. So what it works is your chesticles, <laughs> all right, your chest muscles. So your pec major, pec minor, your triceps, okay, the three heads of your tricep, 
your anterior deltoid, so the front of your shoulders, and also your core is going to be working when you put yourself into that kind of plank position and you do your, your push-ups. So why is this important? You need to be able to press your own body weight. That's like basically being able to get up, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're laying on the floor, this is basic, again, basic human movements. And also to be able to push things around if you're building something, you know, maybe you're building your home, you know, evolutionarily speaking, again, right. you're building a home, you're helping to, you know, maybe you're pushing a cart or whatever the case may be. There's many different areas where, again, your genes expect you to do this. And by the way, this is another exercise that's proven to have some benefit with testosterone growth hormone, Hormonal, okay? Yep. Is doing presses, but heavier presses or high intensity presses, which you can do with your own body weight. So if you can't do body weight pushups, you should not be doing any chest press machines or anything like that. You should be working on this first and foremost. Okay. And just by changing the angle, you can change the resistance. So you wanna be able to do it flat on the floor, your own body weight, but if you're not there yet, you can do an incline push-up, which is where your upper body's elevated, where your feet are still on the floor. Now you have gravity helping you still a little bit more. Okay, so this could be done with maybe the a counter in your kitchen or the side of your sofa mm-hmm. or at the gym using a Smith machine bar or a squat rack where the bar is a little bit lower. You know, maybe it's around your hips. You know, the bar is placed right there. And so you can do the push-up like that and progress, keep moving that bar down or keep moving the, the surface you're using down and get Until lower and lower. get to the floor. Yes. I love and that. then once you get there, then we can flip it and get inverted now to where your feet start to go higher than your hands. And now we've got more of an incline press basically mm-hmm. with your body weight. So this is a decline push-up though. Right. All right. So, and this same, is- Same muscle group. This is going to work your chesticles a little different. Okay. So this is going to be more upper chest mm-hmm. once you get your feet elevated and your hands on the ground. Okay. Would you recommend that for women? As Absolutely. We are, well, women across the board, mm-hmm. you, you said that, you know, for us to do all of these exercises is good. I guess I'm referring to building the breast muscles mm-hmm. and to keep yeah. gravity from winning. Yes. Because, hey, real <laughs> talk. Time. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Real talk. Um, <laughs> you know, the breasts are predominantly fat tissue, mm-hmm. right? Which is important. And we, we like that. It's good. It's <laughs> okay. a good. It's a good. <laughs> But also the muscle surrounding the tissue is really important for sustaining the lift. Yes. What's known as the the nipple lift Mm -hmm. or the nipple line. Keep our rockets pointed forward. One of the things that (laughs) has been clinically proven to reduce that is, you know, um, habitually wearing a bra because those muscles never get a chance to work. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, definitely those can help to support the girls, the ladies. (laughs) To stay perky longer yes. is, is, I think you said You're the word perky. It's language. just jumped into my head. Yeah, I but yeah, absolutely. But this works. is why the presses are really important, guys. So, mm-hmm. or uh, girls. Press for press, right. <laughs> for everybody. For everybody, right. All right, so some variations with the push-up. This is, we've already talked about changing the angle, but also, so this is going to progress into the chest press and the incline press and the bench press. Any presses, so even dips, for example, like dipping with oh, your own body boy, weight. Yes. That's another press. You know, so there's tons of different variations, but again, you need to be able to master your own body weight. And there are kneeling push-ups also where, you know, you're on your knees instead of on your toes Mm -hmm. and doing the push-up, you know, so there's a lot of different progression exercises, but that's where I want you to focus. So the benchmark is to be able to do one. Not one. Right. We will talk about the benchmarks in just a moment. All right. (laughs) So let's move on. So let's get to our fourth exercise here. Yes. Yes. 
So our fourth exercise on the only five exercises you need to create amazing physique. Number four is the pull-up. <laughs> okay, and this one is the, like the arch nemesis for some people. So the pull-up. I'm going to beat that boy. And or chin-up. So yeah. I like to define the chin-up as your hands are reversed. So supinated grip. So if you want to think about a supinated grip, your hands can be like, you can carry a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so supinated grip. And you're pulling yourself up over the bar, chin up over the bar. The pull up is where your hands are flipped upside down, basically. Your palms are pointed away from you and you grab the bar and you're elevating yourself up over the bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are two different little minor variations and they are going to hit different muscle fibers for sure. But either one, let's just, I'm going to just put the caveat, either one can be classified into this. Okay. So. Now, this is a critical movement, again, evolutionarily speaking, because you need to be able to pull yourself up. (laughs) You know, like if you're traveling, you need to traverse over, you know, maybe some rocky terrain or you need to flee from a a beast who's chasing you, you know, and you need to climb the tree. Zombies. You need to be able to pull, right? We can go future (laughs) style, right? And you need to pull yourself up. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Your dinner. You're going to be a snack. Yeah. You're a snack pack. Pretty much. Give me a snack pack. And and at this point, maybe a very, very hearty snack if I don't get, <laughs> get these exercises down. Shabadoo. <laughs> Give me a snack pack. Uh, that's what the it. zombie Adam Sandler would that, say. That right. Shabadoo. <laughs> Give me a snack pack. That's it. All right. So uh, the pull up. I hope he hears So it. here's what we're working <laughs> The lats, the latissimus dorsi, a.k.a. your wings. Okay, your wings. Uh, pull-ups give me wings. Yes. All right, so these are your uh, your lats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trapezius, <laughs> the deltoids, the teres minor, teres major, and that's kind of like the tie-in with your back muscles and your shoulder. Your biceps as well is going to get worked. So again, you're hitting your bicep muscle by doing pull-ups, and it's so much more you're getting, so much more bang for your buck than just doing isolation exercises with your biceps alone. Again, in the fat loss code, we've got progression exercises. So, and there's so many. I mean, from utilizing bands to utilizing just doing the eccentric portion. So again, you could check it out there or uh, just understand this is something that you work towards. And I really like doing negatives, you know, so this is the eccentric portion. So using a chair maybe and hopping yourself up over the bar and then slowly lowering yourself down. And then there's accessory exercises as well. And so with the pull-up, the variation that you could do with equipment. I don't like assisted pull-up machines, but doing a lateral pull down, you know, could be advantageous and helpful there. But I'd rather you do this with your own body weight. So utilizing bands, utilizing the assistance of somebody else, you know, a workout partner, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, you know, to do a (laughs) partner lift. And this is one of the things on Instagram that I publish, you know, helping my wife to do pull-ups and my uh, my son, he was doing pull-ups right next to us. And even helping my, he was, was he three? I think it was three at the time. Him doing his pull-ups. But he was going all out. He was <laughs> growling. And he's three. Nobody else was growling. I don't know where he got it from. But hey, he, he was doing his thing. So I preferred that. So you get used to the natural function of it. But some of the variations of being able to work your back, this would be lateral pull-down. But you need to know how to do this stuff properly. And I'm just going to share with you guys a little hack here. So with the lat pull down, I would do variation of your grips, you know, your hands on the bar, the placement. And you want to spend the most time, though, in the grip that would be your natural pull-up grip. Okay, what would feel most comfortable for that. But also a little hack if you're doing the lat pull down, 
to engage more of your back muscles, your musculature, is to pull the bar away from itself. So like you got your hands on the bar, you wanna pull your hands away from each other, okay? It's gonna, you immediately feel like muscles in your back turn on. Mm -hmm. All right, so there's another little hack there. But then you can transition this exercise into, you know, being able to do muscle ups even, you know, so where you do a pull up and you go right into a dip up on top of the bar. Crazy stuff, but you need to do the pull up first. So focus there, focus on these accessory exercises, doing your pull ups with band assistance, you know, resistance band, basically you throw it over the bar, you hook it to your feet, you do your pull ups like that. Doing lateral pull down is going to be helpful and also doing some negatives as well to get yourself to the point. But what I want to really emphasize that for especially those who can do pull-ups do pull-ups all right stop messing around with all the other stuff so Mm -hmm. much focus more attention on the pull-up because it's really going to be helpful because a big excuse of not being consistent with our stuff is not having access right if you could do pull-ups i guarantee you're going to start to even see as you're walking around different i did a pull-up when i was in new york city (laughs) i can't believe i'm even sharing this tell it but it was a street the street light Right. And there was a bar hanging off. So I was like, you know, I didn't get to do my uh, resistance training that day. So I jumped up on that Look bar. And I, people dri- probably driving by like, yeah, he's one of those. Uh, he's, one of them guys. he's one of those crazy New Yorkers. <laughs> no, I'm from the heartland. But, right. you know, just bringing it to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And man, what in a fantastic city. Like I had no idea. And shout out to everybody listening right. from New York City. Right. I mean, wow. It. In all the different places that I've been, I have yet to see as many fit people. I'm not saying necessarily healthy, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between health and fitness, but just but generally people. fit people. I mean, it's very difficult to walk very far without coming in contact with a natural food restaurant or a market or a juice bar or something cool like that. It's like wonderful. they're really, it's really advantageous to you taking care of yourself. I mean, really fantastic mm-hmm. place. One of the best times I've ever had. Shout out to you guys. So hey. back to the pull-up. So <laughs> we've got four exercises covered here. We've got one more on our list of the only five exercises that you need to create an amazing body. And the fifth one is lunges, okay? In terms of functional patterns for the legs, there are only three, really. Even feet movement, standing on one foot, and then a split stance, okay? Those are pretty much the three functional patterns. And the split stance, such as a lunge, which we'll be doing with the lunge, If you don't do lunges, then you're missing out on strengthening one third of your body's movement patterns, right? So like your gait, your walking gait, right? So this is a movement that works in that vein. So in addition, the lunge closely resembles your gait as it trains the legs in both flexion and extension at the same time. There's a study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning found that the walking lunge improved hamstring strength and the jumping lunge resulted in sprinting, running improvements. Okay, so a couple of variations with the lunge right there in of itself, clinically proven to get you some nice bang for your buck versus again, hitting up the leg extension machine, doing the leg press and all that stuff. Again, I'm not saying that that stuff is bad, mm-hmm. but you need to master this stuff first because right. these are functional movement patterns. So your muscles don't just look good, they can work, Right. right? Right. And so here's a couple of variations just to dive right in here is the forward lunge. So what we're talking about here, I'm predominantly talking about walking lunges. So I'm standing here. You need to get to that distance over there. (laughs) All right. So walking lunges. And this is where, again, your knees are not shooting way out in front of your toes. Your body is remaining upright, you know, good uh, neutral spine. 
and you're walking, you're going right into the next lunge. You're lunging right into the next one. So we've got the forward lunge. This is where you stand in place and you lunge forward and then you push your body right back up to the starting position. Then you alternate your legs. Uh, we've got reverse lunges where you step back and do the same thing. We've got weighted lunges is where we bring in the resistance. This could be some dumbbells, kettlebells, a barbell on your back. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of different variations for this. Sandbags, you know, on it has some sandbags. Pretty cool stuff to do That's lunges neat. with. Yes. Uh, split squats. This is another variation of that, that functional pattern. So this is basically where you uh, get your legs separated, but you're just kind of squatting down and coming back up no with step. your legs at this yeah. staggered stance. Bulgarian split squats is where you're going to put your back foot up on something, mm -hmm. all right, and do the same movement. And you could do this with your body weight or with resistance. And so, again, these are variations, but you need to do the basic walking lunges. That's the thing you need to master first and foremost. So, Got it. Now, that is our five exercises, mm -hmm. the only five exercises that you need to master in order to create an amazing physique. So now I want to share with you a couple of benchmarks. But first, let me throw in really, really quickly, if I was to add in a bonus six, mm -hmm. I would add in the plank. Now, even though I said, you know, I direct ab exercises, extra space here. but this is where it's far more than just working your rectus abdominis, AKA your six pack or eight pack or whatever genetic freak you may be and having 12 pack, <laughs> you know, but, um, this is also working your transverse abdominis. So this is kind of like your built in girdle, yeah. right? your built in waist wrap or whatever people are selling spanks. out there on the streets. Bank. Yeah, your built-in corset, <laughs> whatever it is, this is a muscle that tends to kind of give out if you're not giving it any love. And that transverse abdominus really turns on when you're in the plank position. So this is why also doing push-ups is great as well for working your transverse abdominus. So now let's go ahead and talk about some of the benchmarks and basic athletic elements we need to be able to hit. So what we want to be able to shoot for to know that you're at an adequate level of fitness is generally, and again, uh, Mike Dolce had some opinions about this, and they're pretty close to mine as well. So with the bodyweight squat, you need to be able to do 100 <laughs> nonstop bodyweight squats. I'm glad you saved this for the end. You want to be able to do that <laughs> before you move on to the leg press and all the other stuff. If you can't do this, this basic fundamental thing, then... Keep working on that. Lucy, okay? you got some explaining 100, to do. 100. Yes, yes. Okay, for men, 50 nonstop push-ups for men, mm -hmm. okay? And that's a pretty tough mark to hit right there. It's pretty tough, okay? So 50 nonstop push-ups. For women, 20 nonstop push-ups, okay. okay? 10 chin-ups with complete range of motion. So this is not a kipping pull-up. This is... Everything is straight and smooth. Nothing is waving around. Strict chin-ups. So 10 for men, 5 for women. Oh. <laughs> and then for the lunges, 50 nonstop bodyweight lunges. It's another benchmark you want to strive for. And again, guys, there's conditions for all of this stuff that it would be different. Yes, but yes. these are some general benchmarks that I just want to share with you guys to, to shoot for, to strive for. Deadlifting your own body weight, okay? That's a basic benchmark, okay? Being able to deadlift your own body weight and to be able to hold a proper plank for 60 seconds. So when I say proper, that means your booty is not <laughs> elevated, right. super high, and you've got mounted booty. Uh -huh. 
you know, or it's sagging down, right, but right. just right there in the middle, neutral spine. Water okay. slide. Hold that plank for 60 seconds. You need to be able to do that before you go doing any so of the fancy any, yeah. ab exercises you see on Instagram. Okay. You. Can you hold a plank for 60 seconds? Okay. I want to try that right now. So now mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead. I'm going to hold you to that. Are you? We're going to okay. go ahead and talk about adding load now. So these are some beginner benchmarks for adding load. So this would be being able to squat your body weight. Okay. Okay. For the bench press, being able to bench press 85% of your body weight for five reps. Okay. That's another benchmark for beginners adding load. These are things you want to strive for. Men or women alike? Yeah. Just, okay. And then we're going to kind of get out of the men and women. This is going to be more general here. Gotcha. 15 chin-ups. Okay. And again, it's going to be closer towards men being able to do that. Women probably around eight, I'd say, is a bit more advanced. By the way, I just saw a woman, mm-hmm. you know, she looked like maybe she was 30, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she was doing weighted pull-ups wow. at the gym on uh, just Body two days ago. Muscle. Yeah. I mean, Dang. yeah, she put the, it was pretty, the belt it? around her waist and had the weight dangling there and straight just did a full pull-ups. She, needs she a didn't theme waste song. one. She needs yeah. a theme song. <laughs> that's great so it's one of the most impressive things to see Mm -hmm. a woman jump up there and to be able to do pull-ups you know and i think that's for everybody across the board men and women but it's especially phenomenal to see that because you know you guys are so strong and this is just like a really a great demonstration of being strong in space with my own body weight Mm -hmm. is being able to pull myself up and there's even some metaphysical context to that as well all right so psychological uh, the weighted Spiritual. for the lunges. Now we're going to add in the weighted lunges would be tw- lunges with twenty to forty pounds of additional weight for twenty reps. Okay, twenty to forty pounds of additional weight for twenty reps. Deadlift, one point two times your body weight, and a one and a half minute plank. Okay, now let me give you some advanced benchmarks. Oh, squat. 1.5 times your body weight for five reps or two times your body weight for one rep. This is when you know you're like, you're in the big leagues. All right. Minus the big league chew. Just mm-hmm. popped into my mind. Do you remember that mm-hmm. stuff? I do. Encouraging kids to mess with tobacco, really. Right, you know, right. like tobacco. But man, that was some good gum. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even get it stuffed in there good without juicing up. <laughs> you're in the big leagues. Right. When you're in the big league chew. <laughs> mouth cancer yeah all right so squat 1.5 times your body weight for five reps or two times your body weight for one rep bench press 1.5 times your body weight so for example a 200 pound man would ideally be able to hit a one rep max of 300 pounds okay for the chin-ups 20 full range chin-ups or with additional weight and hit 10 to 15 reps and then with the lunges 40 plus pounds of additional weight for 20 reps. Deadlift two times your body weight for five reps or 2.5 times your body weight for one rep and a two minute plank. Those are some benchmarks. And again, these are advanced benchmarks. I want everybody to really focus on the basic athletic elements and being able to do this foundational stuff that is essentially being able to move your own body in space and to operate your own vehicle before you start adding on accessories Mm -hmm. Before right, you put so the rims on before it. Before you put the rims, <laughs> the 20s, That's 22s. Right. That's right. 
Before you start sitting on those twenty twos. Yeah, I'm putting all the the little embellishments on the side. <laughs> Let's get the vehicle running properly within itself. I love that. You know, so I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this today. Uh, make sure to share this episode with your friends and your family. And I appreciate you guys so much for sharing the show. I get so many messages from people saying, you know, a friend of mine shared this with me or my sister or my brother, my mother, my uncle, like other people have shared the episode with them and it's changed their life, you know, and it means the world to me. And we're just going to keep getting bigger, better, stronger, and providing even more phenomenal content. We've got some great shows lined up for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome yeah. and you're loving it. Yeah. And I read all the comments. So please leave me a comment there and take care, everybody. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.